Welcome back to Bests of the Year on the Intercut Podcast channel. I'm still Zach. That's still Arturo. And we are still joined by Amanda the Jedi. And it's time to visit the movies so good that we left them off of our Best of the Year list. These are uh, the underloved movies, the films that slipped through the cracks. We always call them our hidden gems of the year, the hidden gem movies of 2023, because obviously we see so many movies and there was so much that we wanted to celebrate about this year in movies, but we couldn't just fit it into one was probably going to be like a two plus hour video. Uh, we had to find some more room to talk about some movies that maybe aren't really contenders for anybody's top 10 of the year, but that doesn't mean they're not worthy of some love and worthy of a second look and a, another recommendation because that, a lot of cases, these are movies that maybe haven't been seen quite as widely as they deserve to be. So we've got a couple picks and we might have some rapid fire uh, recommendations as well, but Arturo, let me throw it to you first. What is your first hidden gem from the year of 2023? I have a little movie that I was able to catch at a festival run, I want to say, last year. It barely came out this year, uh, at the beginning of the year, very theatrically limited, and then it hit digital. But it's got a 2021 Ooh. date. So that's Ooh. how long this has been out there before Marinating. it's been seen. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Blind Man Who Did Not Want to See Titanic. A yeah. movie about, get this, a blind man. Who didn't want to see Titanic? It's a dude who, because he's blind, always has someone who's taking care of him. And then he starts having these phone conversations with this girl who lives across town. And it becomes like this epic journey of him going over to watch the movie with her. And crazy stuff happens along the way. I think the way that it's shot is very interesting in order to be able to get his perspective. Uh, a lot of stuff is like shifting focus as he's going on this journey. He He's hilarious in the movie in the, like the darkest way possible also. And I think it's a it's a nice hidden gem that not a lot of people have checked out, but is available on Tubi, which is one thing that I really appreciate. So if you were seeking it out, you can watch for free. Yeah, I mean, look, if this was a list of the best movie titles of the year, this would have been the tops for <laughs> sure. But uh, it's good to know that the movie's worth watching as well. I, I was interested in watching it, but again, it, it slipped through the cracks. So knowing that it's readily available, Tubi, uh, I'll probably catch yes, up sir. with that soon. All right, Amanda, you want to give us one of yours? Yeah, this one's kind of rough, and I don't even know if this can be considered an underrated. Actually, I might Barbie. save this one. We'll just do a rapid-fire one later. I think I'm going to go sure. Alice Darling. That only that officially came out this year, right? It that, did. It I, is on my list. You got it clear from me. Hell okay. yeah. Yeah, Alice Darling, a really good Anna Kendrick movie about uh, an abusive relationship that doesn't necessarily feel the, not that I don't want to say feels the need, but like doesn't go to the level of like usually when movies want to portray an abusive relationship, like some it's coming to blows. Mm -hmm. This is showing all of the other little subtle ways that someone can be controlling, manipulative, absolutely abusive, and totally causing like an actual trauma response in you because you know what could come if you say something wrong, do something wrong. And you're crafting your entire life around that. Uh, it's really good, really solid performances from from everyone uh, in in this cast uh, outside of Anna. Uh, and I do definitely think it's one of those ones that got lost in the crack. It premiered at uh, TIFF in 2022 and kind of got a quieter, uh, what I assume to be streaming release this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many people got a chance to catch up on it. So it's one I, I definitely recommend it. 
yeah, I think it's a really excellent film. And, you know, I feel like obviously the term microaggressions has been like overused, but like mm -hmm. in displaying those kind of microaggressions in an abusive uh, relationship, I think it does a great job of not just sort of illustrating what that type of situation is like, but also illustrating particularly how it can be explained away or, or minimized mm -hmm. to the point where you find yourself uh, maybe in deeper than you uh, anticipated being or in a situa situation where people from the outside might criticize you, but yeah. they're, it's a lot more real when you're in it. So really good. And I know we all Great really has responded to the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is this beautiful composition that Ooh. they do with the friends who, like Amanda was saying, are also really fantastic. Fantastic. Wunmi, I think, has gotten a lot of attraction for being in the Loki series, but when mm -hmm. she's doing drama, Mm -hmm. kills it and there's a shot of of her friends when they're with her at the end that that has been one that has stuck with me that's how we refer to this movie alina and i we go oh the one with the embrace and we're like yeah the one mm -hmm. with the embrace and mm -hmm. uh y'all are right it's it's about how controlling someone can be in a relationship that mm -hmm. they're they're scared to even operate on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis uh very good underrated pick mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna have that on my list as well so <laughs> glad that Suckers. you brought it up <laughs> My first hidden gem is a movie that I don't think a lot of people have had the chance to see yet, but it's also got a really quiet theatrical release, and I, I think this could have been a, a bigger hit if given a chance to appear on a more wide uh, outlet, but I'm going with The Sweet East, a really interesting movie that I know I made a cop back at uh, con and didn't respond to as strongly as I did. I really dug the vibe of the movie I, i've sort of described it as like a lana del rey song in that okay. it feels like a glamorous depiction of an unglamorous life it's about this young woman who ends up on this like wayward journey across the northeast united states falling from uh, outsider situation to different outsider situation seeing the american underbelly uh, a, a nice cross-section of different people who feel like they exist on the outside outsides of modern society and just the way in which she sort of floats between these fascinating characters, it, it reminded me of like a Mark Twain novel or something like that. Uh, yeah, and no, I know very you, fair, yeah. you compared it sort of like to an Odyssey type journey and that's yeah. totally apt, you know, like it's, it, it's not a film that has like things that run throughout it. It feels almost anthological and it's these different episodes that string together and give you this really interesting picture of America. The cast is really excellent. This is a star-making performance from Talia Ryder, who is really great and never mm. really, sometimes always, but gets to show off a completely different side of herself here in the Sweet East. I think uh, Io Debris is great in this. Simon Rex is really great in this. Jacob Elordi is very funny in this and what has been an excellent year for him as well. Solid. So yeah, The Sweet East from director Sean William Price, written by Nick Pickerton. I'm uh, excited for more people to catch up with it. I'm good. I think we get it uh, right before Sundance here, so I'm, I'm hoping nice. I can catch it before mm. we hit the road. Nice. I'll rewatch it. I can save that movie for uh, for the Monday when I'm out there. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll play uh, Lana Del Rey to the. Are you guys doing <laughs> the, the grand exploration again? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> packing up the car. Nice. <laughs> uh, Art, why don't you uh, take us with your next pick? A little South by pick that we got the chance to see a south by uh it's a drama that is out on tubi as well so i guess i'm trying to make it as accessible as possible but this truly is a banger upon my entry 
Huh? Ooh. They're obviously paying you. Where's my, where's my <laughs> budget? Yeah, I'm joking. I get, I get it off. Choice. I get it off of uh, AdSense. That's too many words. <laughs> <laughs> Upon entry is yeah. Um, wow, I didn't know this one was on VOD already. Yeah, I didn't Ooh. know that was out. I got That's why it's on this list. It's also on a free free streaming platform that you can find online. Damn. <laughs> uh, this is a Talks movie about yeah. a couple that has entered the states but in doing so their relationship gets put to the test when they start getting interrogated for why they're entering the country and that uh opens up to a lot of secrets that they may have been holding and what ends up being an interrogation for them to become citizens ends up becoming an interrogation for why they're even together it is all shot in like very minimal locations i know there's like the waiting room and then obviously the the waiting waiting room that they get put in uh to be interrogated but it is a fantastic it's got a couple of casts. I was going to say two for it, but it's a, it's a really good, uh, really good, solid performances from the two leads who are playing off of each other. Mm. Uh, they flip between Spanish and English. And just the, the cast of characters that, that come in to uh, break them down makes it like it's twisty it's and turning really in the best good. way possible because you don't know who you're looking to side with. And mm-hmm. uh, an incredible ending. Yeah. Just a fantastic yeah. ending. I love that. Honestly. That's kind of like I totally mildly related. Anytime I'm traveling into the States, I have this minor second that they're just going to be like, why are you here so much? Yeah. <laughs> that just I've had one guy get like, how do you know somebody from Texas? Right. I was well, like, no, I'm I mean, going to Texas for a thing. <laughs> like, the thing that the movie is so great with is it, I think it really replicates that maddening experience of brushing up against strong arm bureaucracy like the knowledge that like you are powerless against this thing that is pushing back on your logic and you can do your best to try and explain away your situation but if if something some entity that is more powerful than you wants to believe a thing they will believe that thing or they will Mm -hmm. do what they can to to push you towards that conclusion it Mm -hmm. i don't know i i thought it was such an effective suspense thriller that navigated their relationship while simultaneously giving you a really interesting picture of uh you know this this uh, immigration process that a lot of people are put through and it, yeah that that final line is such a hammer it's such right. a good movie to think you, that you, you come here for opportunities but they break you down before you get that freedom like yeah. that like that's the price you pay for admission Absolutely. Uh, uh, great selection upon entry. Definitely catch up with that one. Great. Amanda, give us another hidden gem. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, just because, you know, I, I do like my horror movies. Uh, I'm going to go with Sick. Yes. I thought Sick was, a, it, it premiered somewhere in 2022. I think it was TIFF, actually. And then, yeah, you tiff. know, started rolling out early in the new year. We all know January is kind of where a lot of horror goes to die. Definitely got overshadowed by things like Megan. Yeah. Um, but you know what else? Where else horror goes to die? Peacock. 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 <laughs> that too. So there was a lot working against this movie, but I thought it was like really fun. I know it was um, when you hear anybody who's trying to use like COVID as a premise for a movie, mm-hmm. it's it's exhausting before Eye-rolling, it even felt low, exhausting. Yeah. Like it already felt exhausting before it was. This is like the best case scenario for how they Clever. used it. It was really well done and it's the perfect environment for it to be used. And I think they really nailed that premise and then kept it pretty twisty, fun and mm-hmm. nerve wracking the entire time. Like it, it didn't, I don't think it ever really dropped steam. It, I feel like it did have characters doing things where you, you were like, oh my God, they're doing the same thing I would do. That makes sense. Or, yeah. and then they have the counter as to like, why can't they do the thing that they should be doing? So I, I like that. It didn't make anybody like unnecessarily stupid just to have 
big fun kill moments or something so I, I think yeah I think Sick was a very effective little horror movie so yeah easy easy recommend Sick written by Kevin yeah written by Kevin Williamson of mm-hmm. uh, Scream fame Scream mm-hmm Ironically enough, I feel like the people most likely to complain about a COVID storyline in a movie like this are the people who might appreciate the way it uses its COVID storyline in the end. I I think it's a very clever movie. And those those chase scenes, the actual moments of confrontation with the slasher, just incredibly shot. The camera movements are so so evocative and visceral. Yeah, that's a, a great movie that did not get as much love as it should have, especially in a year where I think a lot of horror movies have been pretty disappointing. This one really yeah. hits. It's yeah, all the, all the independent ones. Also Jane Adam. Fantastic. She had two boards yeah. under her belt this, this year with this and the idol. She was great in both. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. All right. So, uh, sick, which is available to stream on Peacock is, is Amanda's second choice. I'm going to go up. Uh, I'm going to go with a film from Kelly. Reichert. The movie's called Showing Up. Uh, I really, really love this one. I think it is such a lovely depiction of the life of a not particularly financially successful artist. The way that a lot of people have to struggle with their creative pursuits in that it's not just about like this glamorous lifestyle or whatever. Most Artist, most artistic work gets done in like fleeting moments between dealing with your annoying landlord and trying to take care of a, a pigeon who broke its wing that suddenly is under your care. And between nagging co-workers and just your own uh, family life going out of control, right? Like this is a film that really understands that it, it's like a constant struggle of balancing your personal welfare with your professional pursuits, hopes, ambitions. And I think it's just so well, well articulated, so specific and and so relatable in a way too. Uh, It's a very quiet movie. And I think that tested the patience of some people on this podcast, but I, (laughs) I think it, really really works well in the end at least to me uh it's got some excellent performances as well michelle williams doing basically a kelly reichert impression but doing it really well uh hong chow who is always delightful uh john Mm -hmm. magaro who we always like to shout out on the podcast gets a nice appearance in this so yeah extra bomb in this too (laughs) (laughs) i think people should give showing up a shot it's really really good I will say give it a shot because it is still the most walkouts I've ever seen at a film <laughs> festival is for this movie. So watch it for that alone. Just really? for that alone. Yeah. That I was the year they were like crimes the of the future guys yeah. walkouts. I'm like, I saw two and one of them came back from the bathroom. Well, you know what they say about, you know, CGI. It's what you don't notice that you don't notice. So this one, they were just walking out and nobody even cared to yeah. it because they were leaving. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think it's. Terrible by any means. I just definitely didn't. I knew Zach. It's it's like a movie that if Zach said he loved it, I'd be like, that makes perfect sense. And that's not an insult. It's just like, because I also, I didn't love First Cow either. So it's one of those things. Yeah, right card's just not one. for me. Yeah, I know oh, I am. Right, right card's oh, just not for me. Great. And I realize that. Right card's just not for me. Yeah. Well, right card is for me. And 
I was snoozing during showing up. Uh, it doesn't do anything wrong. It really just yeah. is, like Zach was putting. It's like all of these nuisances that you have to go through on a daily basis with your landlord to your bummy boyfriend, all these things. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, 100%. There's no better way to make this movie. I understand what Kelly goes through. Yeah. This woman suffers just to get the next budget for her film. Yeah, yeah. And she was venting up there. It's on Hoopla. So if you don't have Showtime, which is where it's uh, being hosted right now, Hoopla is a, is a great way for you to be able to use your library card and uh, catch it for free. So putting that out go. there. There's something like right about Kelly Reichert movies streaming on Hoopla. That kind of feels like. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nah, for real. For real. Makes sense. She's like a should be publicly funded kind of thing. Anyway. <laughs> like PBS. My, my second pick is showing that. up. Art. Let's get your third. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. My third pick is one that's so surprising because I was going through all of these and you know how Letterboxd lets you know like how many people have just seen it? Yeah. Mm. Most of these have had like over a thousand. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how Story Avenue has 497. Yeah. Wow. Like I thought this had won something at South by, you know, it's got Asante Black who isn't the the quietest actor out there like he's mm -hmm. been making a splash Luis Guzman it's got a really good director this movie hasn't even cracked half a thousand and I, I thought it was too big to put on the list I was trying to put smaller movies that I have in our rapid fire I have to go with Story App this was in my top twenty of the year this almost cracked my top ten so I have to give a mention to a, a story where an uh, is it MTA right is that the that the, the uh, yeah an MTA worker yeah let me make sure I don't confuse it. Uh, played by Luis Guzman, who's also a producer in here, is walking back home when a young kid, played by Asante, decides to stick him up, hmm. not realizing that he's going to steal his heart instead. And just the performances <laughs> in this, as as you follow someone who doesn't have a child, probably now raising one that he could replace, where someone doesn't have a guardian and is hmm. uh, kind of in that difficult mode of, is he going to join the gangs around him to be able to make ends meet? Or is he going to put in the hard work, like this guy is saying, to maybe end up as just another MTA worker. I thought it was a fantastic movie, really great performances. Also shout out Melvin Gregg, uh, who plays uh, the kind of the, the what do you call it? The, uh, not antagonist per se, but kind of. He's, he's sort of the gang leader that uh, yeah. Asante has fall, falling out with at some point. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to give him the reality of the situation and the, the, the best way out statistically that he believes is an option. I think this is a fantastic movie. I think there's a bright future for the director as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I highly recommend it, putting it on your list. It is out digitally, but that's it. Yeah, it's out digitally. It actually just became available on Blu-ray and DVD oh, courtesy wow. of Kino Lorber. I know Kino what is that? now. Uh, Kino know has Kino their Lorber's? own. What's a disc? What's a Blu-ray? Oh, that. <laughs> Uh, Kino Lorber also has their like Kino Now service, which I know it's streaming on too. But yeah, that that is a one probably the movie. It, it might have been the movie that left me in the biggest puddle of tears this year. It, it's so like provocative and Oof. yeah, it, it's yes. just so hits so hard. I don't know, uh, tragic and beautiful and really beautifully directed too. I hope more people get a chance to catch up with it because you're right. If less than a thousand people have logged this I on Letterboxd, something don't understand is wrong. that. Yeah. No, bro. There is random movies here that have a couple thousand. The blind man who did not want to see Titanic <laughs> has three thousand. How does wow. this one? <clears throat> so yeah, it's a it's, yeah. a it's a good movie. All right, great pick. Story Av. Amanda, you got another one for us? I do. Um, I'm gonna pull an art. I'm just gonna say a couple things. 
I mentioned a bunch in my top 10, but in case you're someone's like, I don't care about your tops, I want the underrated. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. say a couple of my underrated from that list. Perfect Days. I like movies. I'll even throw Sanctuary in there. I don't know how much attention that got. And we'll leave it at that. But my number one is one, I feel like it's gonna end up being kind of forgotten. It's not out yet. There is a trailer and I feel mm. like it's just kind of, they're just swirling around when they want to release it and maybe it'll come out in Canada before you guys get it. But it's, I used to be funny. The Rachel Senate movie from South by Southwest that is just so brutal while also being so funny. Please don't watch the trailer. Like there's a trailer out it's there. It's a bad don't, trailer. It's so bad. It is like the worst thing. It doesn't get across any of the tone of the movie. It barely gets across what the movie ends up being about. And like all I really need to say is that something bad happens to her. And that's the whole idea around I used to be funny. Like before mm -hmm. this incident happened in my life, I used to be funny. But then she's still dealing with that trauma with comedy. All the bad things that are happening, her and her roommates dealing with it with comedy. And then it swirls into this other thing going on in this town they live in that then brings up all of that trauma that she already experienced and the responsibility she feels like she has for this particular situation that both ends up being thankfully by the end very cathartic for her but then also helps a lot of the people in that situation kind of like mm -hmm. land on their feet with what happened so that you like it is it's one of those ones i'm like it is dealing with such a heavy subject matter but it's also very funny yeah also amazing use, use of a phoebe bridger song just mm -hmm. really really great movie that i i hope that rachel is enough of like the star power to like get this thing out there somehow and get it out there but like it's a canadian movie it's a smaller canadian studio that's distributing it i don't that's know what's the worry gonna, yeah i yeah i don't know what's gonna happen to it that's why i'm kidding them up i'm like please send me places please <laughs> i will i will market this movie for you you just got to give me access to things <laughs> i'll do it but like it's really good it's very very yeah. very good it was like it was like neck and neck with bottoms for me just to put it into perspective like in terms mm. of coming out of south by mm -hmm. bottoms is something it's grown on me a lot every time i watch this it was, I've, yeah. I've only had a chance to watch it. i used to be funny once and it knocked me the second i first saw it so it's it's yeah. very good i used to be funny was I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure my number one so yeah. that or dungeons and dragons so i'm assuming yeah. out of south by you're talking about out of south by out of south by and it would have been this year but yeah we there is a trailer out and it's one of those where it's like what's gonna happen because y'all need to have a poster with a date um the director did work on that Black Mirror episode, probably the biggest one, the first one of Jonah's the new season. Oh, Jonah's awful. awful. So it kind of gives me hope. Hopefully. Ugh, She's got some connections, good. but yeah, it's, it's a great Yeah, thing. And like you mentioned, Rachel Senate alone should attract uh, enough attention to this that, you know, it, even searches. if it doesn't necessarily get the best release date, I, I hope that it's one of those things that kind of gets revitalized on VOD as people start to recommend it and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I love the tone of this one. I mm. compared it a bit to the Judd Apatow fu film Funny People because yes. li like that movie, it the cast is all so funny in their like existence as characters that they're dealing with these upsetting situations, sad situations, but bringing so much humor to it and it's able to balance both tones so well. Uh, it's a great showcase for what Rachel Sennett can do because she's uh, someone who is both so dramatically gifted and quite hilarious so mm -hmm. used to be funny hopefully that'll be one that is more readily available soon but we'll keep an eye out for that my last pick is another film that we caught at south by southwest i'm gonna bring up the artifice girl as one of my hidden gems a really interesting film 
about what happens when a team of special agents develop a a piece of technology to bait and entrap online predators. And it ends up being this really fascinating edge-of-your-seat debate film about the ethics involved in the development of artificial intelligence. It feels like it has an Aaron Sorkin script, the way it just goes back and forth super quickly and uh, circles back on itself. The writing is just so sharp uh, from writer-director Franklin Rich. I think that, you know, it's got a very stagey, presentation, which may or may not work for some people and and probably would be really cool to see it on stage. I thought it was really cool as this sort of bottle film that gives you these impressions of the, the potential route that technology will develop on throughout time, because this is a movie told in three separate chapters and each chapter advances the story forward uh, through some time. So while it doesn't show you all the steps in between, it kind of like gives you these glimpses of like what could happen and how things could mutate. And what are the things that we need to be concerned about as the technology continues to grow and you know i'm not sure whether or not this film will seem more prophetic or just ridiculous in 10 years time and we actually see where these things end up but for now it's just completely fascinating it's a great debate starter film like i don't know how you can watch this movie and not enter into like a half an hour long discussion about what they're talking about after it uh i, I think you know I think it's a really, really interesting movie. I think it was also made very cheaply, too, and they get a lot out of it, even if it is so contained. So, uh, Franklin Rich, a director that I'm going to have my eye on in the future because The Artifice Girl is a really, really unique piece of filmmaking. Nice. Yeah. Not to keep the uh, sponsor going, but uh, (laughs) it's on Tubi. Oh, man, Tubi is just where it's at this year. It is, yeah. So, we Um, got you. Tubi is the destination of hidden gems. Truly. All right, so we have one group pick, but before we do, Art, do you have any rapid-fire selections you want to add? Yeah, let me go through my 99. Uh, I'll start with some docs. Namjoon Pike, Moon is the Oldest TV, is a Sundance documentary that we saw produced by Stephen Yeun, and it is about the guy who pretty much honestly created YouTube. He was the originator of people having their own independent channels to be able to broadcast over what was before the internet. And uh, I, I think that's a fascinating documentary to look at his creative process there. So Late, So Soon is another really great documentary about a Chicago uh, couple who always lived in this house and the house recently sold. I looked up this movie because I saw this years ago. It barely came out this year. (laughs) The house is also gone. And this means nothing to you until you see it, but it will hit you like a ton of bricks, which is also what the house is made out of. And it is an incredible (laughs) under the radar documentary. My third documentary pick for hidden gems is great photo lovely life another one from south by that just came out it is on hbo max so you're able to catch it there about a photograph that the main director finds about her grandfather that says the phrase great photo lovely life only to find out that her grandpa did some pretty disgusting things especially within Mm. the family and it's kind of not it's kind of breaking down everything that happened all of the repercussions but also how the victims can also perpetuate the cycles of trauma because instead of forgiving, I'm gonna let y'all watch it. It's a pretty, it's a, yeah. it's a deep one. It's a Damn. deep one. But Nam June Pike, Moon is oldest TV, so late so soon, great photo, lovely life. But in terms of other picks that you should definitely have out there, Brother. It was a movie that it, these two are kind of like twofers. Brother was a movie that I believe premiered at 
festival because uh, I think it was our boy Jeff who put it on our radar. And he was like, yeah, "This was the a last tiff. minute pick that I saw." Yeah, it's <laughs> he a did story a of... Bros Brother twofer on Tiff. He <laughs> did, uh, and it was fantastic. It is playing on Netflix at the moment, and I would highly recommend it. It's about these two brothers who are kind of always looking out for each other, and because they're immigrants, they're kind of always facing this backlash. It gets pretty sad. But not as sad as Bruiser, which were <laughs> two movies that kind of came out along the same way. This one was based off of a short that we really liked out of Sundance. Yeah. This one's playing on Hulu. And it stars... Who's the father? Let me see if I'll pull him up. Shamir Anderson, who's been really impressing me because he yes. was in John Wick playing a total badass. And here he's playing a father who's all businesslike and who may be treating his son not the way that he should. Especially when uh, Travante Rhodes, who is an old acquaintance, comes back into the picture. Both really good picks. Uh, Rapid Firing, A Fire, uh, another really good movie. Return to Dust, a fantastic movie. Blue Jean, a nice independent yeah. film about a, about a what is it, PE teacher or teacher yeah. who, real, who, yeah. who is hiding that she's gay until she confronts a student who's also gay. Joylin from earlier this year finally came mm-hmm. out. It is streaming on the Criterion Collection as of last know. week. Linoleum, a really good sci-fi thriller that is playing on Hulu that is kind of like Mr. Rogers for NASA. Falcon with Lake. Jim Gaffigan. With Jim Gaffigan, of all people. Really good dramatic <laughs> performance from him. And then Netflix had this movie called Hunger. If you wanted Whiplash in the Kitchen, you got it there. Ooh. Yeah. And I might have talked over you saying Falcon Lake, but I uh, wanted to mention that one as well. Because I, I haven't uh, seen that, but I Caitlin, know a lot of people really responded Caitlin to it. Caitlin really as well. It. That's yeah. why I made yeah. sure I had it on I my radar. I missed that one. I missed that one. Do you know the girl in yeah, that movie she... is the vampire from Humanist Vampire? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, bro, you're the same girl. Yeah, Canada yeah. stays tight. Tight. Can- Canada's Humanist vampire seeking consenting suicidal person is probably a lock for next year's Runner Hidden up. Gems list, by the way. Yeah, Already. for sure. Name for oh, sure. Can I mention Ryan Lane? I feel like <laughs> that one is... Yeah. So many people no, loved it, and can't. then it just... I yeah, it. I mean, we, we mentioned it on the best of the year list, <laughs> but did, it is absolutely it is... a hidden gem. Yeah, it's so good. I just want to throw yeah. that in there, Zach, too. can I mention Riding in the Sun? <laughs> no, you didn't mention it yet, but I'm I'm just loving that you love the Sebastian Silva movie. That's why it's surprising to me. Yeah. I should have known. All right, so I got a, a few picks here as well. The Teacher's Lounge, which Arts mentioned a bunch on the podcast yes. as well. Very good. Uh, one of the best international films of the year, just the slippery power dynamics at a at a school after some accusations go around. Really good. I had Bruiser on my list as well which is streaming on Hulu, just a really interesting portrait of uh, toxic masculinity and the desire to hurt people. Mm. That It's got incredible performances, as you mentioned Shop as well. Beautiful. The cinematography mm. really, oh. really is the standout. Underrated, yeah. 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 In in the similar mode of coming-of-age story, I, I had story on my rapid fires before you mentioned it, but I also have Rice Boy Sleeps, which is mm. another movie that I first caught at TIFF. Nice. A, a phenomenal story of you know being an outsider and being caught between cultures and i think there's some like really good levity and humor in there but there's also just like a really heartfelt and and ultimately pretty sad but beautifully told story of a mother and son when you finish saving the world which Mm. is the jesse eisenberg movie that premiered at was it last year's Sundance? Two years ago, Sundance? 2022. And got dumped in January without much fanfare. But 
I think it's got a really interesting perspective on like a, what feels like a very modern type of narcissism and the desire to project ourselves in a certain way for the benefit of feeling like a good person or an interesting person to other people. More, more relevant, it's, huh? Exactly, right? I, th I think yeah. it's a movie that will withstand test of time because Julianne Moore is really excellent in it. I've been saying it's the second best movie that features Julianne Moore crying in a car next to uh, Magnolia. <laughs> But Finn Wolfhard is also very good in it, in a very Finn Wolfhardian performance. And, uh, Made if, for uh, Tara yeah, what? <laughs> Tara Lift, bro. Tara Lift. <laughs> so, How do you remember it every time? Because it's the only, it's like the thing that stuck out the most for me. <laughs> no, I know you say it, yeah. but like, he exactly, remembers it, exactly, yeah. Like, he knows Tara exactly Lift. what it is. He commented, liked, and subscribed. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I just think it's, it's great. I don't it's know. Neat. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad he's got more movies on the so horizon neat. as a director because while it yeah. did get you're right completely dumped by A24 also mm. yeah. the more movies he continues to make like people will be discovering it and I think it's awkward in the best ways and I think people weren't seeing what it was really commenting on they were like yeah. oh they're unlikable it's like <laughs> that's the point yeah. yes. that's they the are point unlikable. What, honestly also another really great title I'd put yeah. that in the top yeah. five when you finish saving the world that's it's how you say great. it too that makes it important yeah exactly exactly that's a great title Art, you had three documentary picks. I'm going to throw out three as well. Smoke Sauna Sisterhood. Really beautiful film mm. that kind of has these abstract confessions from a group of women. And it sort of all comes to represent like the feminine perspective. I don't know. Mm. It, it, it's so beautifully told and shot. I think it's uh, one that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about, but it's worth your time. It won cinematography by IDA. So... Ooh, that's another okay, thing to good. really push on it because that's the standout in it. Definitely. I have another Sundance pick in The Eternal Memory, which I only caught hey. more recently, but just an incredibly beautiful and full perspective on the, the process of aging and ultimately losing, uh, losing one's mind to Alzheimer's. And I think the love that it depicts between this Chilean couple is so like beautifully articulated. They have the benefit of both of the uh, participants having an extensive media background. So yes. you get to see archival footage to fill in the oh. picture and you really, really get like, get to know their their relationship and their lives and it makes the the ultimate uh, ending of the film just feel that much more tragic because you've seen them evolve and and change uh, as they've gotten older so mm -hmm. yeah uh the eternal memory it might be in the discussion for uh best documentary oscars later oh, this year because i know there's a big push behind it um, what i'm hoping gets in the discussion is my pick for my favorite documentary of the year which i did mention on our best movies of the year video but it absolutely is a hidden gem the Luke Lorenzen directed A Still Small Voice, mm. which profiles uh, various chaplains at Mount Sinai who navigate the like extremely d tricky area of providing care and, and settling people's minds as they reach the end of their life. And it's a film that really smartly depicts kind of the, uh, I, I've been referring to it as the chain reaction of mental anguish uh, Shout out 30 Rock for the phrasing there, because it's not just that it's the patients dumping their issues on the chaplains and then the chaplains uh, kicking those issues up to their supervisors, but then it's the supervisors also consulting their own supervisors and therapists. And, stuff. and it's it just goes to show the sort of ripple effects of being at the front lines of people's upset 
and anguish and heartbreak and everything mm -hmm. and I don't know I found I found it beautiful and also incredibly filmed Luke Renzen has such an eye too so those are my documentary picks and then my one animated pick I gotta give a little love to my boy the Sandman yeah, and his movie Leo, Leo. <laughs> Leo. I don't so know. I funny. saw that on the top of a cab. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's an underrated gem, my friend. People, people <laughs> underestimate Adam Sandler's Netflix movies. I see y'all hating on the there trailer for Spaceman. Just you wait. Just you wait. Good. That looks good. Yeah, I, I. It's gonna be. I read the book. It's gonna be good. Hell Leo, yeah. very oh, good. Very for funny. Or for Leo, good songs. I read Space the book Man. for Spaceman. <laughs> I I read the picture book for Leo. It's, say, very it's, like, it's really really riveting. Hey, if you did pass it on, please. <laughs> <laughs> but those are my uh, quick picks in the hidden gems. I think we are ready to talk about our group pick, though, which is the the movie that we all kind of I don't think could believe how much we responded to. Yeah. We drove around the last few days of South by Southwest, just bumping to Vincent that oh, that song. Yeah, we did. That, couldn't leave our brains. It's still shuffling through my rotation. Amanda, why don't you kick us off? Why is Down Low the hidden gem of 2023? Oh my God. Down Low is another movie that we saw a lot of walkouts for. And it was so easy. Yep. It was be like homophobic, the homophobic, best way. homophobic. Because they're walking out before shit got real weird. You know? <laughs> yeah. Down Low. Oh my Just God. Just mildly uncomfortable. Just mildly uncomfortable. It is... I don't even know how to describe Down Low as a movie. It's basically this closeted gay man is trying to have an experience before he dies. He wants, yeah. to, so he just tries to hire someone, thinks it's going to be a simple affair. And Lucas Gage is who shows up and it's anything but simple. Mm -hmm. And it's just the sequence of events that start happening as they're progressing through their time together goes directions that some people will find <laughs> so disgusting and debaucherous and yes and it's on purpose and it's great and it's hilarious yes. zachary quinto is the the, the guy yeah, at the, at the yeah. end of his uh his life and i think zach put it well in our best of list that uh was we were discussing comedy comedy opens you up primes you yeah. lubes you up to be able to take all these twists and turns You're wherever it goes right You're wrong for and that. there was one point <laughs> when more people started walking out the crazier that it got and the more grotesque like this has drugs murder violence sex everything you could possibly think of and there's a certain point where we just gave into it along with the guy sitting in front of us who damn near did the Jenna Ortega uh, finest kind thing where he was just like yes he finally read the room everyone was gone who didn't want to be there yeah. and he was loving it yep. yeah and the movie then hits this point when he's at his lowest as the, yeah. as the you know the title suggests where it gives you a breakthrough that is only possible after all the debauchery mm -hmm. and like we all looked at each other damn near holding hands like with a little tear <laughs> I, yeah. it was the biggest Little. surprise it was the biggest surprise to yeah. just get there on the other side to like really just let go and it's the thing that we search for the most in movies there's so much fabrications of like, oh, look at this person having this breakthrough. I hate those L'Oreal commercials, those Dove commercials. Like, you could do anything. You're empowering. Mm -hmm. Nah. This movie brought somebody to the point where they finally felt free for the first time. And it's just, it's it's a line that he says, right, to Lucas Gage. Yeah. And, and it's the kind it of thing hits. that I think if you're too close-minded to it, you could reduce it to, like, this is a... a 
like a movie specifically Hangover that's or something? about yeah. like like queer experiences that are exclusive to queer people and like yeah it is a very queer movie and like uh, like very celebratory in in talking about that subculture and stuff but i think yeah. there's just a a universal beauty to the idea yes. of being willing to open yourself up to life's pleasure being being willing to cast your hangups aside and not uh let societal pressure keep you from living the life that you want to live and, and mm -hmm. living your truth right and I, I, I it's one of the most beautiful expressions of it that I've ever seen and it happens mm -hmm. in the mixed in, in the midst of like dead body and hard drug shenanigans yeah. yet it's so sweet and so heartwarming sweet. yeah it, and I don't know, man. The, the ending. This, we've been talking a lot about great film endings, but that last shot is just burned into my brain, and it oh. makes me like well up a little whenever I mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah, that's crazy. Who would have thought? Academy with Simon Ranks is what would have done it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is one of those movies where, like, I will now forever like love Lucas Gage. Yeah. And it's largely because of this. He's great in other we things, have. but I, I love him. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. this. Oh yeah. Uh, so shout out to uh, Lucas Gage is in Fargo season five. Oh, go for man, the boy! Really? Yeah. With really? the glow up after you, up, yeah. the glow up it. after you. It's good. Good for him. He's having a fantastic year. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And yeah, best needle drop too. Oof. Higher by Vincent. Just love it. Um, shout out to director Ryder Doyle and, and another shout out to Lucas Gage, who's the co-writer on this movie. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, those if. That's all that we have. Art, I know you have a longer list that you could run through if you wanted, but I think those are our 2023 uh, hidden gem movies. Any any other things that didn't get enough love we need to shout out? Any things you want to sh spotlight or things that you loved in 2023? There's I, a movie about Robert. Uh, you saw the one about Robert? Jay Oppenheimer? It was a oh, yeah. black and white film. <laughs> I knew totally. I, I, I knew. <laughs> Very limited waiting release. For the, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's certainly not the highest selling physical media of the year, but yeah. Did it break we, it? we talked to, I think it did. Makes sense. Ooh. That's a, yeah. I know that's that. That's sexy. Okay. I saw something, and maybe this is not true, that uh, the Oppenheimer sales represent 40% of all physical media sales this year, which, if that's true, that is Damn. a crazy number. Crazy number, That's but it's worth atomic it. Level. It's worth it. Honestly, worth half the things 100%. I would want to buy aren't available. So, sadly, yeah. So good point. Good point. Uh, these movies, a lot of them are available, whether or not through physical mm -hmm. media or through uh, Tubi, as we mentioned. Click down below. A lot of them. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you check them out. Let us know what your hidden gem movies of the year are, and if you had a chance to see any of our hidden gem movies. I think that's all for this video. You know where you can find us. You know where you can find Intercut. There's a bunch of links in the description to all that stuff. So until next time, does anybody have a favorite quote from the year? I, I, I always do the quotes. Do you guys bye. have a quote? Of, of these? No, just a favorite movie quote of the year. Anything? Is it is it a Barbie thing? Is it an Oppenheimer thing? Is it from a... Waterloo. Oh, yeah. Vampire, vampire sleep at night. Up. There we go. 